You have found the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. A good Monday to you all. I'm looking out my window here and I'm seeing a foot of snow, so it must be indoor track season. Yes, I think over the weekend it officially started for me. All that stuff in December was all just preliminary stuff. Last weekend was really the kickstart to the whole 2021-22 indoor season for NCAA and NAIA and NJCAA performers. Got a lot of results coming up for you. Hawkeye Invitational was held in Iowa City. A lot of great results there. School records, PR set. Graduate Classic had uh, had some, uh, had some had a couple school records there as well. Uh, the Battle in the Hive was held in St. Ambrose. Had some uh, uh, Iowa schools do very well there. Warburg College had the Chelsea M. Hinkenius Open, the Dort Open uh, as well, hosted by the Defenders in Sioux Center, and then the Dutch Athletics Classic in Pella. So a lot to catch you up on, but I'm going to lead off in Texas, where the Houston Marathon and Half Marathon results were held, and um, we saw some American history um, set in these races. Um, it was a pair of women aged 37 and 38. Kara D'Amato and Sarah Hall broke American records in, in, the, in those two races. It was Kira D'Amato who ran 219.12 to break Dina Castor's American record that it stood for 16 years. And uh, it was a time of 2.19.12. Uh, that was 24 seconds better than Dina Castor's uh, American record. Um, it, it's just a phenomenal performance there. Uh, it, it's a real credit to Dina Castor that that record stood for so long through all these advancements in training and with all the shoe improvements. Um, it's, it's a real credit to her that, um, that, that that American record stood as long as it did. And then you had the, uh, the amazing Sarah Hall, who uh, you know, continues to run at, a, at an incredibly high level. Uh, her time, 67.15, which was not the winning time, but she was the top American, but that broke Molly Huddle's record. Um, set on the same Houston course um, four years ago by 10 seconds. So um, Sarah Hall did that. We had several Iowans who fared well, not quite as well as those two women, but it was uh, reigning USATF roads uh, running circuit champion Bia Sambasa, uh, who finished seventh in the men's Houston half marathon competition. Bia, who is uh, managed by the Howie management team, um, and he's a former uh, Sioux City North and Iowa Central star. Um, he ran 101.03 in a, a very fine time there. Uh, 101.03. Yeah, that's that's pretty good uh, for that effort. Um, so you got to give him some, uh, you know, some some credit there. 
because um, that's a phenomenal time. And he wasn't that far behind the winner, who was uh, Melkasa Toloso of Ethiopia in an hour and 24 seconds. So he was just, yeah, just about... Uh, yeah, just about less, less than a minute behind. So a good opening race for him. Um, he's now based out of, uh, out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And um, I did a podcast with him uh, late fall, so uh, in November. So you can listen to that. Um, and then um, <clears throat> there were a couple other runners who also, uh, three other ones actually, who raced there. It was Minnesota Distance Elites, Kevin Lewis, uh, former Ottumwa High and a University of Iowa runner. Um, he ended up 25th in the men's competition at 104.12. And um, then you had um, David Tu, former Iowa State runner who now has uh, run a blaze uh, across his jersey. He runs for them. Um, he had to... Um, had to take a couple weeks off due to a calf injury, according to Tyson Wheeland, um, the team manager for the Run Ablaze team. So he still ends up running 106.38 for 45th place, um, and he's um, so that's a good uh, good effort considering that that calf injury that sidelined him. And um, he's running the LA Marathon this spring. And then Tyson, I mentioned him. Uh, he ends up with a with a nice PR. Uh, one minute and eight second PR <clears throat> after finishing 59th in 107.31. Um, he said he went into the race with a plan to run 67. Um, he said he's been stuck at, uh, at running 108 for a long time. And, um, and, and he ended up getting it uh, after going through 10 miles in 51.12, which is a PR. So he kind of knew that he had it in the bag then. So nice 108 uh, PR for the former Johnston High and Iowa Central runner um, is 59th, like I said, in 107.31. And then uh, <clears throat> on the women's side, you had Annie Frisbee of the Minnesota Distance Elite and former Iowa State star, no doubt about it, um, who's coming off a seventh place finish at the New York City Marathon. Uh, Annie ends up 10th in the race in 110-27. She has new Puma sponsorship. Um, She just added that. That was on my last show I I, I mentioned. Um, A bit disappointed. She lost to her teammate for one thing. Dakota Lindworm was ahead of her. Um, uh, Dakota also runs for Minnesota Distance Elite. But she said it was one of those races where you leave unsatisfied but hopeful for the future. She said, I decided to stick my nose in it from the start, but my fitness wasn't there yet. She still came away with a PR and a a top 10 finish. But um, she also said in the Instagram post that there's big things to come this year. So uh, I'd believe her on that. Um, I did not really, was not able to find what the previous PR for her was, but she hasn't run much half marathons because, of course, when running for Iowa State, she was focused more on the 5K, 10K distances there. Um, and uh, on the men's side, to the marathon, to the long distance, guys, um, you had Tyler German uh, with a nice run, finishing 11th. 
on that flat course. It was kind of a, a cool day, a little bit windy, but it was really a nice day to run. And Tyler comes up with a 214.58 effort. Um, and he also is a Minnesota distance elite athlete. So he's been kind of uh, a little bit stuck in some, uh, uh, you know, subpar races for him. So that's uh, got to be a nice step forward for him. And then um, nice big PR of four minutes for Run Blaze's Blake Whalen. Um, he uh, took a stab at the marathon, ended up 27th. In 219.27, he's a former Dubuque senior and Iowa Central runner. Um, he was throwing in a bunch of 515 miles, um, and then uh, kind of kind of fell off at the end there, as we all know that it can happen with the marathon. But still, uh, runs a four-minute PR, 219.27. So great running by him. He's just a couple minutes away from that U.S. Uh, trials uh, time. If he can get a little bit more on that, he can uh, qualify for the trials going into the 2024 Olympics. So that was the Houston results from Sunday. As promised, it's time to move on to indoor track and the Hawkeye Invitational, where all the running events were held on Saturday at their nice, beautiful indoor track. And uh, I'm leading off with this because there was just a, a number of phenomenal results led by Indian Hills. Uh, the junior college came up with two fantastic performances in the 600 meters uh, as Brent Ewing has, has a phenomenal group of, of uh, middle distance uh, people. And it was Rivaldo Marshall. Uh, who uh, hails from Kingston, Jamaica, who set a school record in the 600 meters with a time of 118.56, which is the best time in the National Junior College Athletic Association and gets him into the Indoor National Championships. So Marshall, um, that's a school record for him. Um, and he's, um, he's qualified now for the 600, the 800, and the 1,000 meters. And what was phenomenal about, about this performance is that he ran, um, he closed the last 200 meters there in 26 seconds to uh, come, come all the way back from the back of the pack for, for the start. So that was very impressive. And Ewing says um, he's ready to run a sub-150 in the 800. Uh, that's uh, coming up. They're going to be racing at Iowa State um, uh, this weekend. So <clears throat> really strong performance as he knocked off uh, Iowa runners. Julian Gillum, the Hawkeyes, was runner-up in 118.64, so eight hundredths of a second back. Then you had Jason Hoffman of Iowa in third place with a personal best time of 119.66. And then Spencer Goodgell. Uh, was fourth in 119.68, and Armando Bryson in eighth in 120.08. None of those runners are from Iowa, unfortunately. In the women's 600, you had Indian Hills' Alea Simmons, who is from uh, Miami, Florida. Um, she came in first in that race in the 600 and 132.42. She's a sophomore, and that time, uh, like 
like her teammate, um, Rivaldo Marshall, is the top time in the nation for NJCAA. And um, she's atop uh, the national leaderboard in both the 600 and the 800 meters. And um, this is what Ewing had to say about her performance. He said, Aliyah continued her dominance. She has her eyes set on a national title. Um, she said, he said the goal was to run 133 or faster, and that's what she did. So, um, um, and, and he adds that it was clear that Aaliyah wasn't going to let anyone beat her yesterday. So the Warriors came in and, uh, and did the job, but it was a good performance, um, from Iowa's <coughs> Allie Book and Nosbish. Um, she's a former Atumwa High runner. Allie, uh, just a freshman uh, athletically, she ran a 132.84, so she was just four-tenths back of Simmons. And then you had um, Iowa's Jaden Itson um, also running a personal best, like Allie, of 133.2 to finish third place. And then you had uh, Waukee <coughs> native, former Waukee high runner, Logan Ackeson, also finished seventh in 137.55. In the men's 800, uh, Northern Iowa was in attendance here at the Hawkeye Classic, and senior Seb Gerhardt ended up third in the 800 meters uh, in a time of 153.22. Seb is a former Cedar Falls High prep. Then you had, um, leading the way for Iowa, was Eli Ward. He is a freshman from Waterloo. He ran a PR of 154.53. Uh, then Northern Iowa's Ben Dahmiller, um, a junior, um, was sixth and 155.2, uh, followed by Chase Nash, a freshman in 155.29. Um, <clears throat> Iowa's Daniel Klisch, uh, also a freshman, ran 155.33. And then Carson Cleave of Northern Iowa, Ran 155.69 for ninth, and Iowa's Cal Lewis ran 156.06 for 11th. So a lot of uh, a lot of runners from Iowa. All three of the Northern Iowa runners are Iowans. Dom Miller is a former Urbandale Jayhawk, and he's a senior at Northern Iowa. You had Nosh, who uh, ran for Calamus Wheatland, and is just a freshman. And then Carson Cleave, also a freshman. He ran for Johnston High. Uh, in the men's mile, um, really some good times here. Antonio Abrega of Iowa ran a personal best of 409.75 to finish third in a very fast race. His teammate Noah Healy, who has been with the Hawkeyes for a long, long time, certain this is his final year. He ran 409.97. Uh, that's a personal best for him. Connor Summer. Uh, former uh, Pleasant Valley athlete uh, who calls Bettendorf home. He ran 418.64 for a PR. And then um, Johanna Yole, um, <clears throat> he's from Des Moines, also another Johnston high runner. He was ninth in 418.77. All four men ran personal best times there. Um, in the women's mile, Brooke McKee, former Johnston prep, um, ends up third in 459.78 for a PR. So congratulations to her. Breaking five minutes, that had to be a really big thrill for her. And then it was Helen Gold of uh, South Dakota. 
the Coyotes uh, showed up and ran some uh, athletes there. Helen is a sophomore, former Valley High runner. She was eighth in 506.80. Then you had Micah Pollitt. Uh, she is uh, for Iowa, former Linmar uh, runner uh, from Marion. She ran uh, 509.07 for ninth. Sophia Jungling, former Applington Parkersburg high school runner. Was 10th in 509.25. And then Kate Crawford, also like Sophia, a freshman, was 12th in 510.96. And uh, Kate is from Guthrie Center. In the <clears throat> men's 1000, you had Indian Hills again um, doing very well as um, All American in cross country Nick O'Connor. Um, who uh, from nearby Clear Creek, Amana, uh, and right, right next door in, in, in Tiffin, um, running in his own backyard here. He qualified for the Nationals in the 1,000 meters uh, by running 233.72, and um, that time um, is fourth fastest in school history. So um, O'Connor gets that job done. And then um, Iowa Central uh, sophomore Cassius Havis uh, was sixth in 234.67 in that thousand. The women's 800, uh, Emma Gordon, former Ankeny Centennial runner, ran a 215.61 time. That's pretty solid for the first uh, race of the year. Um, that's a PR for Emma, and she ends up taking the victory there, um, as did in the ones in the women's 1,000. Grace Buchanospish, um, former Ottawa High runner, um, uh, she is the yes, she is the sister of Allie. They uh, they are both freshmen and um, twins. She uh, ran 257.74 for a PR in that women's 1,000. And um, wrapping this up with the longest races of the weekend in Iowa City. We had the Women's 3000, where Abby Ryan of Iowa, former Mount Pleasant runner, she ended up third in 1018.7. Um, then you had Madeline Block, former Linmar prep, <coughs> who was fourth for Iowa in 1018.75. Um, in seventh place, Wanted to mention this for Hawkeye Community College, setting a school record and qualifying for NJCAA Nationals was Emma Hoynes. Um, she ends up seventh um, and um, running 1029.4 and also uh, setting a school record by 20 seconds. Uh, Emma is a freshman and a former Waverly Shell Rock prep. And so that is really good running for her. It's great to, to uh, get her ticket uh, to Nationals punched already. And then in the men's 3,000, Iowa Central's Hunter Klemek, a sophomore, was runner-up in 845.37. He was followed by Peyton Mars of Northern Iowa, a freshman. Peyton ran 846.33. Peyton is listed as a freshman and in the results and is a former Urbandale High prep. On to the two-day graduate classic on the University of Nebraska home track for the Nebraska graduate classic. 
And I'm going to lead off with a Nebraska Kearney runner. Uh, this was uh, very exciting. Miles Bach, who, uh, along with his sister Maddie, were guests on my show, an interview just a few weeks ago. He ends up setting a school record and winning the event. Out of 24 runners, he ran 817.6 to break the school record of 820.7 set by All-American Tanner Fruit in February of 2013. I know Miles was shooting for this record. I know this was a goal for him. So very uh, outstanding to see the former center pointer, Banna Prep, get this school record. And that time by uh, Miles is also fifth in the NCAA Division II. So he's also, uh, er, it's early, but um, still uh, got a ch chance of uh, holding up and getting into nationals as well. Um, so that's a great win by him, uh, defeating a really good field there. Finishing fourth was Nicholas Kiptrich of Iowa Western in 839.46, so so a big gap there, 22 seconds between first and fourth, so you can see how impressive that effort was by Miles Bach. And then fifth was uh, Nebraska's Jerry Jorgensen. Um, he is running unattached in this race, but he is a Nebraska student, former trainer uh, runner down in southwest Iowa. Um, Jerry is, but um, he was fifth in 843.51. Um, then you had um, Iowa Western back in the news here um, with the one mile as Jonas Mogos um, uh, got an automatic qualifier to NJCAA Nationals in the one mile, finishing 411.46. And he also set a school record. It was a 10-year-old record set by Isaiah Samoa at the 2011 NJCAA Championships. So Jonas, also a uh, record-breaking day uh, on the Lincoln track. Um, he did not win the race, though. It was Noah Rasmussen running unattached who ended up winning in 4.10.59. But Mogos was a little less than a second behind in 4.11.46. Um, then um, you had a bunch of Iowa State runners <clears throat> who came across right next. So you can see how impressive that run was by Jonas Mogos. Um, you had um, All-American in cross-country this past season, Thomas Pollard, who was third in 411.57. Um, so this is the final go-around for Thomas, the former Gilbert High prep and son of the athletic director, Jamie. Um, and then he was followed by teammate Quentin Orr, who was fourth in 412 12 412.12. 12. Um, Gable Sirperta. Um, it was in fifth in 412.77, and then Nate Miller, former ADM of Adele Prep, was in seventh in 416.49. Did I mention Gable is a former Central Lion GLR Prep? I should have, but Gable is, yes. Um, then um, you also had the 1,000 meters. I wanted to mention on, this was on Friday night, uh, all racing on Friday night, Chad Johnson, veteran, uh, Omaha native. Uh, he was third in the 1,000 meters in 226.21. And that's really not his race, so that's a good effort there. Uh, on Saturday, we had Johnson who turned around. It was a lot of doubling up by the Cyclones as they just tried to uh, work on their fitness a little bit. It was Johnson who led 
uh, contingent in the 800 meters. Ran 155.47. Uh, Muller uh, was sixth in 156.7, and then Pollard uh, was ninth in 158.21. The winning time was Nebraska Carney's Seth Simonson in 154.25. In the 600 meter run uh, for the women, Zakia Amos, the standout Iowa State runner. Um, she was the winner in 133.47. Her teammate Bria Barnes uh, was uh, 137 and change in fourth place. And then it was, um, yeah, and then uh, the, for the final uh, race I wanted to mention was Maddie Bach. Uh, like I said, her, her brother was the star on Friday, and Maddie also did well in her race. She also runs for Nebraska Kearney, and she was fourth in the women's 3,000, running 10:25:39, And she's a senior at Nebraska Kearney. Joining me now to talk Iowa State indoor track is a former Waverly Shell Rock and Iowa State all Big 12 performer. This is a segment that I'm calling What About Bob? It is Abby Caldwell coming to us from Colorado. Hello, Abby. Hi. Hello. So why are we calling this segment, uh, What About Bob? Uh, what's the, what's the, <laughs> that, what's like, the where significant? Where did Bob come from? Where did yeah. Bob come from? So yeah, what's when the... I was, when I was younger, I, um, I have an older brother and an older sister. And um, when I was born, I, they were not, my sister could not say Abby. So she combined Abby and Baby together, and it would just come out like Bobby. And she just like pat me on the head and say, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. And so it just shortened to Bob. So everyone calls me Bob. But it's weird because in Colorado, nobody does. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is weird. Like, people will say Abby, and my friends were like, who? <laughs> so, but. So you're actually, you're actually wanting people to go, okay, you can call me Bob. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob makes me feel like I'm not home. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah. we're going to go with that after the Bill Murray Murray movie, of course, uh, the hilarious one. So, uh, yeah. so that's what we we'll call this segment from now on. And I'm going to work on some audio for that, too. So, okay. uh, but a lot to catch up on. Um, most yeah. of the stuff I wanted to talk about was actually before Christmas. Um, this, this, uh, all got, the indoor track season got off started with a bang with uh, Wesley Kiptu running the third best time ever indoors for 5,000 yeah. meters. Uh, that was just phenomenal uh, performance mm -hmm. there to get that uh, NCAA indoor qualifier right off the bat takes a lot of the pressure off. Right. Yeah. I think if, um, if like top runners aren't burnt out at the end of cross season, it's perfect. It's a perfect setup to use your cross fitness to like get a fast time before you take your break. Um, I think that's what like they did because um, all of them not race right after the cross season did really well. And I think like, if you can ride that high, um, it helps a lot. You know, you don't have to take your break. You don't have to get back into fitness. You can just get your qualifier out of the way and then take your two week break or whatever. So I think that's really smart. I think that was really smart of the coaches to have them race. Absolutely. And we haven't heard from him since. So, uh, so obviously they're pretty, pretty happy. Gives them a lot of options now going forward. Uh, they don't have to focus on that 5,000, uh, in the next few meets right right so yeah that that was good and I, I don't know when he'll, he'll probably race again like um i don't really i haven't looked i guess at 
their schedule, but you know, we'll see him at the classic in a month and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're back home this weekend. Um, uh, for one of their four meets, um, I'd looked it up. Um, so uh, we could see him at one of the two indoor meets, yeah. uh, probably the big one, probably the big one coming up. The, uh, the, what do they call it? The classic, the, the classic. Yeah. Yeah. In, in February, that's probably when we'll see him. But I also see they have the Milrose games down uh, on their schedule. So he might actually, be running there. Yeah, I at, think that I saw New York. that he'll be racing. Yeah. So that's what I, guess, that's what I, I thought I heard. getting ready for right now. So. Yeah. Well, it, it was... It, it was it was a race that was set up for him because you had Oliver Hoare, the former Wisconsin star, who raced there, as well as uh, Gordy Beamish, um, a couple really good 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 guys who, who you know led the way, and uh, those two gentlemen ran national records for their countries. So it was one of those races that was just perfect uh, for Wesley to get that fast time. Like I said, third best ever for NCAA indoors. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. It, it was great. That's awesome. It's such a relief too to just get it out of the way. You know, now yeah. like he doesn't. You know, you're not like trying to find meets all over the place. Not that anyone is worried about him qualifying or not, but it's it is a big relief to get the qualifier done with. And that same weekend, uh, the Wu Pig Classic, we had uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, we had Gable Sapirda. Uh, Sipirda, who ran the, a, a top five program mark, uh, 1344 for the 5K. Um, that yeah. time, uh, I looked it up, is 19th right now in the USA TF CCA rankings. And then uh, Thomas Pollard is right behind. He's, he's 20th. He ran 1345. So um, they're close to getting into NCAA indoors as well for 5,000. Yeah. yeah, I... Uh... I think that they can definitely improve their mark. Um, I mean, that's an amazing opener, obviously. Um, yeah. But I, in, getting into indoor nationals is so tough. I mean, they only take 16 out of the, like, just the descending list. Right. About 16. So it's, it's really tough. And so even if they, even if people don't make it, it just, like, getting fast times, especially for Gable, he's a sequel. And so getting a fast time in the 5K and 3K, and indoor sets you perfectly up for outdoor for the sequel. Like right now, he's like I. I'm pretty sure his main event is the sequel. Like that's what yeah. he focuses on. So um, if he can just get running faster, like he'll like he has been this whole year. He's just shown up every single race. Um, I, I'll be excited to see how that transit translates into his sequel time. So. Yeah. yeah, and then well, you had Ryan Ford who, uh, uh, competing unattached, he 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 must be redshirting. Uh, he actually uh, was ahead of these two. Uh, he yeah. was third in thirteen forty four point three. So, um, you know, he's he would have definitely uh, helped as well uh, this mm -hmm. season. But it looks like they're going to hold him out. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I'm not. I don't yeah. know about sure. that, but. Yeah, he, he did really well too. I saw that. They they really did well. And I think if I think it was really smart of them to race to get the fast times right after cross. And I think that's you really had good. You, then, you had some red shirt seasons, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. I red shirted my freshman cross country season and then my other red shirts were because of injuries. So it was a yeah. little bit different. So a little different. You 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 weren't running healthy for those, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and then also the one, the 1000 meters, um, you know, a lot of guys who jumped into the, into the, into the record books, uh, in Iowa state history led by, uh, Jason Gomez in 221. Um, is this, is this an event that's not run very often? Is that why there's so many top 10 times? Yeah, I think that like, it's just, um, yeah, it's not run. I don't think it's su run super often. It's not one of the main events, especially because it's not like an outdoor or anything. So like, um, it's, it's just like a different event. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, I think that there, it's easy, obviously, like, there's not as much depth when it's a new, um, when it's, like, an event that's not, like, taking it, like, a lot of times, like, there's no real, like, 1,000 meter runners, you know what I mean, like, there's 800 meter runners, and there's milers, and then they both kind of conjoin into this, like, 1,000 meter area, it, so I think that's why, but I... I'm not saying that their, their marks don't mean it. Like, it's still very impressive to get on the top 10 list. It's just, and I think that um, the middle distance program is growing. So it's like every single race you could see people in the middle distance men's program getting a top 10 mark, you know, like we were such a distance focused program for a while that there weren't as many middle distance guys until the last few sure. years. So, but yeah. And that's, yeah, that really changed under Martin Smith, certainly, when he came aboard, um, started to bring in, um, yeah, guys like Festus Legat, you know. So yeah. yeah. Really changed things. And, and then, um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> God. Uh, his name escapes me. He won a uh, national champion championship. Campboy? Um, yeah, yeah. 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 So... so that's kind of when it all kind of changed around for them. So um, speaking of 800, we had a lot of good performances at the holiday classic, the last meet before Christmas. Um, Sebastian Gentle, who's been known for mostly running on distance medley relay teams. Um, he ran a PR of 148.95. So, uh, you know, cracked uh, the, the top 10 all time, number nine. So, um, yeah, that was, that was really good. That was good for him too. I feel like he's just going to keep coming on. I mean, I always think, I think it's his third year this year. Is it his third year or fourth year? Anyways, I think just like he's starting to have a little bit more confidence. He's really good for him as a coach. And so like, I, like, I could see him really doing some big things this year year he was starting to really come around and then um so this year it'll be exciting to see what he does so yeah and um uh he could be well we, we don't know about gomez we you know we because we haven't seen him run in an 800 whether you know he's going to be he's he's obviously fit if he's running at a, a 221 for the thousand so it could be yeah. a good inter-team battle between those two. Darius Kipiego's in there and Nehemia too. Like you said, this group, you know, when you have Frank Hayes, who maybe the most decorated out of all this bunch, ended up sixth in this race, you know, yeah. behind his teammates. That shows yeah. really the quality of the depth there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then uh, the graduate classic, um, Lincoln, um, not... Um, not a lot to, to, to uh, write home about here, but you had uh, Thomas Pollard who, you know, runs a, runs a PR in the mile yeah. for 1157, not exactly 
a race that he runs a lot. So, um, yeah, I think this, I was looking, I was like watching the results and stuff. I think it was mostly just like a training meet for those distance guys. I like, like, I think Thomas also ran the 800, you know? So like, I think it was just, um, almost like a workout for them, but, um, I think that's still good. I think that's really valuable. So, um, yeah, but it, there's nothing like crazy that happened. I, I didn't. I would say, you know. Out of all these guys, um, I, I I know you don't know everybody, but who's the most natural miler out of this group uh, between Thomas and Gable and Nate Muller, um, Chad Johnson? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I think. <laughs> sometimes I think. I always think of Gable and Thomas, um, but I would, I want to say Gable just because um, with like the steeple and stuff and Thomas runs 10 Ks, you know, but clearly like they're so close. I don't, I don't know like who (laughs) is, but I mean, I think um, Sometimes it's hard for me because, like, since I was a steepler, I can I feel like I can relate more to, um, like, see Gable's plan more than, like, I can okay. see other, like, 10K runners' plans, you know? Um, because, like, I know for me, for, my, for the steeple, it was super beneficial to, like, get in a mile, like, a hard effort mile every once in a while. You know, like, in the outdoor season last year, I would run a 1500 and then the next week run a, a steeple just so I, like, would have that speed so like part of me is like oh like gable but i obviously don't know (laughs) you know (laughs) so well thomas got the better of of gable yeah yeah a little over a second so at least Mm -hmm. he's got bragging rights um at least yeah i just i just thought that was uh, an interesting question for you to see see if you had an opinion on that um any um any any women's distance highlights that you've seen they've been a lot more quiet than, than the men have yeah you, I'll be, anything I'll, that you've noticed I, um I'll, it'll be interesting to see like what their plan is for racing and stuff I think that um I don't have a lot to say right now about that them just because they haven't really raced but um I'm excited to see because I think the cross season went so well for everyone so it'll be nice for to see how it translates into the, on, into the track season. You know, like, um, I'm sure in the next week, in the next couple of weeks, they're all going to open up their season. So I'm, I'm excited for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about this, uh, Cyclone open coming up, um, this weekend, what's the philosophy going into this one? Um, you, you've had this meet for a few years now. Um, um, usually the, this one is kind one. of, yeah, this one is usually the rough buster. We'll, we'll probably see a lot of our girls in the 3k or mile. Um, okay. it's just to like open up the season, get the legs moving and remember how racing feels. And then it, the season starts to get pretty serious. You know, we've got a month until big 12s, like a two, probably two big meets where you're trying to get fast marks, trying to get your marks to get into the fast sections of big 12s. So I'm sure this upcoming meet will just be um, like, let's, let's f- feel what it's like to race again. So that's what I'm assuming anyways. 
Yeah, we're just six weeks away from Big 12, so it's, yeah. uh, it's going to come up fast. So, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll talk again, um, certainly uh, after the Milrose games and the Razorback Invitational for sure, maybe next weekend. Um, I know you're busy, so um, we'll chat yeah. again. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Thanks a lot, for having Abby. me. Bye. Yep, thank you. Bye. It's been a few weeks since Abby's been on the show, so it's great to hear her voice and input on Iowa State again. On to the Battle in the Hive, hosted by St. Ambrose University. It was NAIA and NCAA Division III uh, teams uh, going to battle against each other, so that added uh, a, a new fun dynamic, and it resulted in some school records here. And Grandview's Isaiah Whitrock is the guy I want to lead off here first. He not only set a new school record for the 1,000 meters with a time of 228.49, but the senior from Richland, Iowa, at former Pekin of Packwood Prep, also set the top time for NAIA uh, for the Indoor Nationals qualifying with that effort. Um, he had to hold off, um, well, a couple teammates to do it here. Um, it was Carter Heiser um, from Oskaloosa. He's a junior who uh, also, like Whitrock, got an NAIA automatic qualifying time after running 229.91. Um, breaking up the Grandview uh, trio here. Uh, next was Carter Oberfell of Loris, who um, ran uh, a school record as well in that 1,000 meters, um, finished third in a time of 2.30.18 to break a record that had stood for 23 years. It was held by Chris Schaefer way back in 1999. So, uh, Carter Oberfell, former Dubuque Wallert prep, uh, gets the job done. I, you know, he sure wanted to win the race, but uh, still a nice school record. And he defeated his teammate, sophomore Ryan Harvey, as well. But it was a very good thousand meters because you had Ben Huftelin of Grandview, who was fourth in two thirty-one twenty-five, um, and that time is fourth nationally uh, for the NAIA ranks. Um, Heftelin is a senior from Osage. And then I mentioned uh, Ryan Harvey, who was fifth in 231.55 um, to, um, to rank second <laughs> in school history with that time. So uh, an incredibly fast 1,000 meters, all five men running very well. In the men's 3,000 meters, it was Sam Mickelson of Grandview, who got uh, who got the win uh, in a time of 8:56:46 uh, in the 800 meters? It was Grandview taking one two uh, with Tyler Miller, a senior from Madrid, and Talon Munger, a senior from Oskaloosa, leading the way with uh, times of 157:05 and 158:14. And then you had Loris's Chris Guys. Uh, who ended up third in that 800 meters in 159.53. Geis is a former Davenport Assumption runner, uh, and he's also from Bettendorf. In the men's mile, it was Wyatt Kelly uh, easily taking the victory in 418.83. He won by 
uh, five seconds, uh, almost five seconds over St. Ambrose's Nolan Rudd, who ran 4.23.08. That time by Kelly, who is a former Hudson runner from Hudson, Iowa, right by Cedar Falls, is ninth in NCAA Division III. Um, Kelly is a senior, by the way. And then um, uh, final men's um, result I wanted to mention was that Caleb Chmelka um, ended up uh, doing the 3,000-meter race walk in 1348.06 to get an NAIA automatic qualifying mark and a school record for Grandview. Um, that time by Caleb, uh, like I said, 13.48 is also the fourth fastest time in the NAIA so far for the indoor season. On the women's side, there are a couple uh, a couple results I wanted to mention. Loris's Valerie Herbst, a senior from Dubuque, ran a really strong time for the women's 1,000 meters. Uh, winning the race in 3.05.47. She won by almost nine seconds. Um, that time by Herbst is the fourth fastest in Loris history. Um, in that 1,000 meters, it was Grandview's Seda Nasli, a senior from Dowds, who was second in 3.13.75. So that's uh, that was the big gap between her and Herbst. And then in the 3,000 meters, Emma Swanson of Grandview, was runner-up uh, in a time of 11.42. She is a junior from Ankeny. And so that was um, the distance results from the Battle in the Hive at St. Ambrose. There were several meet records set on Wartburg College's home track at the Chelsea M. Henkenius Open on Saturday. And uh, well, I'm going to lead off here with former Fort Dodge St. Edmund runner Riley Meyer, who ran 17.33.39 to set that new meet record in the 5,000 meters. She dominated the race as Natalie Paulson, her teammate, former Dallas Center Grimes runner, was quite a ways back, running 18.05.68 for runner-up. And then Shaylin Hostager, who is from Dubuque, um, a freshman, she ran 18.09.01. Um, in the 600 meters, it was Carson McSorley uh, finishing just about a second off the school record in the 600, running 137.33. Good run by Carson. And then Lily Campbell, her teammate, a sophomore from Warburg, was just 0.32 of a second back, running 137.65. Um, then you had former AGWSR runner Aubrey Fisher taking the victory in the 1,000 meters in 302.85 there. On the men's side, Christopher Collett coming off a really good uh, fall cross-country season. He sets a new meet record in the 3,000, 825.80. Um, he... he <laughs> It was close. He um, he reset the record by less than a second, but he really dominated the race. He was uh, about 13 seconds ahead of second place. Um, then you had um, Frosty Lorimore uh, and Wyatt Schmidt, um, who dominated the uh, 1,000 meters. Um, it was Lorimore running 232.52 and Schmidt running 233.12. 
Laura Moore is a senior from Springville, and Schmidt is a former Northeast of Preston runner and a junior for Wartburg. In the mile, it was Noah Worthington of Wartburg who was the victor in 440.6. He is a senior and a former Des Moines Lincoln runner. In the men's 5,000 meters, it was Wartburg taking 1, 2, 3 in pretty good times for for the indoor 5,000 for the middle of January, led by Colin Day, former West Des Moines Valley runner. He's a junior. He ran 15.10.07 to defeat his freshman teammate, Connor Lanciel, who ran 15.15.38. Lanciel is a freshman and a former Lewis Central runner in Council Bluffs. And then uh, third place, Jacob Green, also a freshman, former Cedar Rapids Kennedy runner, ran 15-17.3. Finally, in, uh, in this Wartburg meet for the distance results, you had Upper Iowa's Nathan Gorenson, a junior, was the winner in the 600 meters in 126.15. He's a former West Delaware runner. And then um, he topped um, Mohammed Temsa by 0.85 of a second. Mohammed is a freshman for Warburg and a former Des Moines Hoover runner. So that's the way the um, that Warburg meet shook out. Oh, I did forget to mention that Carson McSorley uh, in that... Um, like I mentioned, uh, in that 600, she's a former New London runner and a junior um, for Warburg. And Lily Campbell is a former Waukee high runner from Clive. So I I did um, forget to mention where they're at because they're both islands. We want to claim them there. The Dort Open uh, was held in Sioux Center. And you had a bunch of runners who got some uh, automatic qualifying standards at their home meet. It was Joe Anderson, a junior from George for Dort, who topped his teammate Davis Tebbin to win the mile. But both runners qualified for nationals. It was Anderson who ran 4.18.33, which is the best time in the conference so far, while Tebbin ran 4.18.6 for the second best uh, time in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. It was Peyton Miller, um, who was eighth in the, or excuse me, first in the 600 in 125.97. He's a senior from Wellman. Finishing second in that uh, race was Caden Klein of Morningside, running 127.84. In the 800 meters, it was Peyton Malden, uh, getting the victory over Isaiah Lee of Northwestern. Uh, Malden ran 156 flat for the victory there. And in the 1,000 meters, it was Jebediah Merkel of Dort who got the victory in the 1,000 over Lance Van Zee, who was from Algona. Um, it was Merkel who ran 234.43 for the winning time there. On the women's side, it was Mika Koistra who was the winner in the 600 meters in 139.68, just ahead of Sioux Center, Iowa native, and Dort teammate Emily Heinen, who ran 139.9. Um, those two times, by the way, are second and third in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Uh, in the 1,000, Bethany Tenhaken 
won the 1,000 meters there in 313.01. She won by five seconds. And then Jessica Campman coming off that really good cross-country season, uh, she dominated the 3,000 meters, winning in 10.33. Um, she won by, gosh, 36 seconds. Wow, that's that's a big uh, margin of victory. Um, that's pretty close to lapping somebody right there. Um, two more mates here. The Dutch Athletics Classic. A couple uh, results here I wanted to mention. It was Noah Jorgensen of Central um, who uh, got the victory in 848.80 in the 3,000 meters. Uh, Jorgensen is a sophomore from Sid Sydney. Um, he um, topped his teammate Adam Sylvia, a junior, by half a second exactly. Um, Sylvia ran 849.3. And then Carolyn McMartin, um, who is from Pella, right in town, running for Central. She won the 3,000 meters, dominating this event in 1044.38. Um, she won by 26 seconds over... A teammate. And then um, wrapping up this podcast, you had the Washburn Rust Buster Saturday in Topeka, Kansas. Northwest Missouri State University was there. And another Caroline, <laughs> Caroline Cunningham, former Cedar Falls prep, who uh, dropped down in distance, running the 800 meters, and she ended up second in 219.07. The winning time there was 218.4. Cunningham also uh, ran the women's mile as well in 510.42. She was sixth in that women's mile. And um, then you had the uh, men's 3,000, where Graceland's Dylan Grover was seventh um, overall in 839.77. But interestingly enough, this was a really fast race because he was almost five seconds under the meet record time. So um, either they don't run very fast in Kansas or <laughs> something's going on. But Grover was one of several runners to, to, to break that meet record. So 839.77 for him. And then it was nice to see Reese Smith in action, back in action for Northwest Missouri State. Um, he ended up uh, running, he ended up... Uh, running the mile there um, in 427.88 uh, in a winning time. The winning time was 413.87, but nice to see him back in action uh, as he tries to get back in shape. I just wanted to mention him. Reese is a former Garner Hayfield prep who missed, unfortunately, the entire cross-country season this past fall. And that is your lot for indoor track and field and road racing. Coming up this weekend, we have Iowa and Iowa State on the docket. The Larry Wazorek Invitational, a two-day event on Friday and Saturday. That'll be big. You got the Hawkeyes and Northern Iowa there. And Iowa State will be hosting the Cyclone Open on one day on Saturday. Cyclones and Drake will be there amongst others. As I mentioned, Indian Hills will be there. Several other teams. So I'll have reports from these two meets and much, much more next weekend. 
Until then, happy running, everyone.